This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Every year, California residents face a profusion of new laws. And this year, there are several new laws that will have a big impact on real estate. I've covered a few of them before, but they're important enough to mention again, along with a few others for our California listeners and for people interested in what California is doing as a potential trendsetter for other states. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Proposition 19 was passed by voters in November to help homeowners over the age of 55, the severely disabled, and those who've lost a home to natural disaster, like a wildfire. Under this law, qualified homebuyers can take their low property tax rate with them when they buy a new home. Typically, the purchase of a new home will trigger a reassessment of the home's value, and the new owner would pay higher tax than the seller. Under Prop 19, the buyer will keep the same property tax rate for the new home based on the assessed value of their previous home, and as much as $1 million in additional value. If the new home is worth more than that total amount, the home buyer will pay a blended tax rate that combines the previous tax base formula plus an additional amount that's based on the remaining value. For example, if the sold home was valued at $500,000 for property tax purposes and sold for $3 million, the homeowner could transfer the tax base for as much as $1.5 million. That combines the $500,000 in assessed value for the previous home and the entire $1 million in additional value allowed under Prop 19. If the new home was purchased for $1.5 million, the property tax would be exactly the same. If it was purchased for more than that, let's say $4 million, the buyer would pay the old tax rate on $1.5 million combined with a current tax rate for the remaining $2.5 million. There's also a downside to Prop 19, which kicked in on February 16th of 2021. The new law requires the tax exemption for children who inherit property from their parents. Under the old law, property could be transferred with no cap on the exclusion, and there were no restrictions on how the home was used. If a child living out of state inherited a home, it could be used as a rental or a vacation home. Under the new law, only $1 million of the assessed value of the home will be excluded from the property tax calculation, and only if the heir or heirs plan on using the home as their principal residence. That could present a problem for children or grandchildren who would be willing to live in the home but can't afford the property tax bill on a home that's been in the family for a long time but is located in a community where home values have skyrocketed. Major real estate groups supported the measure because it could inspire older homeowners to move and create more inventory for younger buyers. It will also generate money for things like wildfire protection and affordable housing. SB 1079 is another significant new law that will impact investors who like to buy foreclosures. This law prevents the sale of bundled properties at foreclosure auctions and makes it harder for investors to claim a property they won in an auction. Under the new law, homes will be auctioned off one by one. Investors can participate, but the sale is not final unless the person who won the auction plans on living in the home. If the winning bidder is an investor, then tenants who live in the home can have the right of first refusal in buying the property, so long as they can match or exceed the amount of the winning bid. They have 15 days to submit their petition to buy the property, and another 45 days to come up with the money. Other individuals who want to live in the home can also line up for dibs on the property along with nonprofit organizations that want to focus on developing or preserving affordable housing. The investor is last in line, unless the investor becomes a nonprofit. 
The purpose of the law is to prevent the kind of property transfer that happened during the Great Recession when investors gobbled up foreclosure properties and turned them into rentals. The law was nicknamed Homes for Homeowners, Not Corporations. State Senator Nancy Skinner said of the legislation that SB 1079 sends a clear message to Wall Street. California homes are not yours to gobble up. We won't tolerate another corporate takeover of housing. AB 3182 is a law that impacts homeowner association rules that prevent the renting of units within a complex. Under the new law, HOAs must allow at least 25% of the properties to be rented. Previously, that percentage was set to just 10%. This applies to communities with condos, townhomes, and single-family homes. The purpose of the law is to increase the number of available rental homes in California. It also eliminates HOA requirements that an owner need to have lived in the home for a year in order to rent it out. It does not prevent HOAs from banning short-term rentals. AB 38 is a law that requires disclosures for home buyers about the risk of wildfires. The disclosure is required for homes with a high or very high risk of wildfire. It must include which features of the home are vulnerable to wildfire, such as roofs or combustible landscaping and whether the property meets defensible space requirements under state law or local ordinances. Buyers must also be given information on how to fire harden a home and details on what has already been done to retrofit the home. This is particularly relevant to older homes because building standards have been changed to include fire hardening features on new homes. Real estate agents can consult with companies that specialize in producing natural hazard disclosure reports. The document given to the buyer would be signed at the closing. And the last law I'd like to mention is AB 1885. It's a law that increases the amount of equity in a home that's protected during bankruptcy proceedings. Previously, that amount was $75,000, $100,000, or $175,000, depending on things like the number of people in the home, their ages, their income, their marital status, etc. It's called a homestead exemption. AB 1885 increases the amount of that exemption to a range of $300,000 to $600,000. A lien can only be put on a home for the amount of debt that exceeds the median value of a home in that area within that range. You'll find links to information on those laws on the podcast player page for this episode. And you get access to over 500 free educational webinars at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.